0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's look at the futures market, see if we can find any value in these bets because we both have been paying attention to the NBA. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't, jump on board. You can copy our homework. All right, let's look at the MVP market. First, Nikola Jokic is your favorite at minus 145. I don't really have to spell it out for most people. We know Nikola Jokic, probably the best big man in the game right now, continuing to post like absolutely bananas stat lines. And some of this goes into, I think the narrative going into the season last year, Nikola Jokic had a really good case to win it, but it felt like uh, Joel Embiid's year for so long. Joel Embiid had not won the MVP. So it just felt like one of those years where they said, okay, it's finally... Time to give Joel Embiid some kind of trophy. So he will shut up. But I think the question, Kate, here is is it worth taking a favorite in the MVP market on February 29th?
1: No, I would not lay that juice with Jokic. I think he's going to win. And so, I mean, for people listening, they're probably like, okay, well, if you think he's going to win, why would you not? It's only minus 140 versus something crazy like minus 400. Uh, I still think there's a case to be made for Shea Gilgis Alexander. You can get him mm-hmm. at plus 220. Uh, the Thunder are tied with Minnesota for the top spot in the West. SGA second in the league in scoring. The Thunder have a top five offense and defense. The only other team in the league that has that is the Boston Celtics. Uh, you can also make a case for Luka Doncic. His odds have dropped significantly over the last week. I believe at this time last week that he was plus uh, eight or 900. He's down to plus 450. He had a triple-double last night. The Mavs are cruising. So there's cases to be made for those next two players on the odds board, which is why laying minus 140 with Jokic doesn't seem like a great choice to me, especially when you could have got him at a better number. Um At the start of the season, it still wasn't a great number, but significantly better than minus 140.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you think wins are built into this? Because I think that is the biggest case for SGA. If the Oklahoma City Thunder win the Western Conference, a team that not very long ago was very bad, and you see the numbers that SGA puts up, like maybe that catapults him into, you know, winning the MVP. But there's still a lot of the season left. The Nuggets only two games back uh, from the t Wolves winning the West. Do you think this is correlated to, like, who wins the West?
1: I think for SGA's case, yes, because he's taken a – OKC team that was a cellar mm. dweller for how many mm-hmm. years they were in a rebuild that felt like for 10 years and now they are sitting atop of the West. I don't think wins matter quite as much for the Nuggets because everyone knows what the Nuggets can be in the postseason. They have the ability mm-hmm. to turn it on and off and based on, you know, winning the national or the, the uh, NBA title the final season. Yeah. So it's a little bit different um, for those two. If uh, SGA were sitting in the middle if the Thunder were sitting in the middle of the pack in the West, I don't think we would see his odds uh, this short. I think that he would be more like, you know, where Giannis is at 18 to one. Uh, so wins baked in certainly a factor for Shea Gildress Alexander, not so much for Nicole Jokic.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side, I think this is probably what's been holding back Luka Doncic from winning MVP. Because doesn't he put up like incredible numbers every year? Like, I think last year he was the favorite. Yeah, he was the favorite to win MVP going into the season. This year he has uh, uh, 34.4 points per game, 8.8 rebounds, 9.7 assists, like almost averaging a triple-double similar to Nikola Jokic. Like, the numbers have always been there. But it feels like I can't get there for MVP just because the Mavericks, right now, what are they sitting in seventh place? They're eight games back out of the west is am i missing something here do you think luca has a shot
1: no luca the the mavs need to continue winning games they need to climb out of that play in tournament uh position he luca needs to position this team a top five team maybe which is is doable but the west is really tough that uh it's going to take a lot for that to happen now if that does happen that means Luka's playing out of his mind. So in that case, then maybe he does have a good shot at winning MVP because if all of a sudden the uh, uh, the Mavs climb, they pass the Pelicans and the Suns. Mavs right now are half a game behind those two teams and Dallas moves into the fifth spot. It's because Luka Doncic is, is going off and his numbers are probably going to look significantly better. So I do still think that there is a path for Luka to win MVP but he's going to have to consistently put up massive numbers like like you said nearly averaging a triple double every night in order for that to happen. My my wonder yeah. with Jokic is like I think Jokic should have won the MVP last year. Voters yeah. gave it to Embiid. He had a great season, but he wasn't better than than Jokic, and that played itself out pretty um, obvious in the postseason. You know, after the first round, I think everyone was like, oh, crap, we gave it to the wrong guy. Now, had Embiid stayed healthy this entire season, Embiid would have won MVP. He was putting up insane numbers. Um, so I just I, I wonder when the fatigue will come for Jokic because similar to LeBron in his prime, LeBron could have won MVP every year. But they at some point mm-hmm. they, they stopped giving it to him. It was someone else's turn. Is that going to be this yeah. season, or are we one year away from the the Jokic um um
0: falling what's back? What I'm looking
1: for fatigue. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Fatigue. Yeah, I think because part of the reason why Nikola Jokic has been so dominant, it's not just his performance; it's his availability because he has been one of the yeah. more durable players. In the NBA over the last few seasons like that, I feel like is one of the key differences between Jokic and Joel Embiid is that he's usually playing. And if you have a deep run where you play in the NBA finals, one would think the extra wear and tear on your legs uh, eventually would probably get to you. But I don't know, Nikola Jokic like barely runs up and down the court. So like maybe he's operating on like such a low level, like between him and Luka Doncic feels like they're not sprinting. So maybe he's been pacing himself. I don't know. But you're right. I think narratives definitely go into this award. And people would probably point out and say, okay, this is a regular season award, but the voters are human. Don't you feel like last year's postseason? It's very hard to box it out of your brain.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if voters will think, what if if we don't give it to Jokic? and the Nuggets go on another run, are we going to be kicking ourselves again like we did last year? Uh, that's certainly a factor and something to think about. I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> I would love to see Luka in a dead sprint. Have we ever seen that? Like, Jokic, ever once that we've like there was just a viral video of Jokic going around, sprinting through the tunnel uh, before a game. So I've seen that. I don't know if I have ever seen... Luka Doncic run as fast as he possibly can because you're right. He kind of just like waddles up the floor. He's never killing a hundred percent.
0: No, he's bringing up the basketball like as slow as possible, and that's the other thing. <laughs> Since he's like the point guard, he can pick the pace, and he always chooses slow. But like that's not yeah. part of basketball. Like he hasn't needed to. And you look at him. Like I think if you showed Luka Doncic's picture to somebody who like hadn't followed the nba and be like this is one of the best players in the nba they'd be like really this is what peak athleticism looks like but you know what Mm -hmm. he gets it done so um you know it's just maybe it doesn't matter he doesn't need to sprint let's look at some of these other awards markets Uh, i think the coach of the year one is an interesting one and coaching certainly matters in the nba but i think this is a good thermometer of it I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I can name every single NBA coach. Like it's just not one of those sports where it feels like the coaches get a ton of press. Right now we have Mark, and I need to make sure that I pronounce this right. Dagnault uh, of Oklahoma City has done a fine job with the Thunder. He is your favorite at minus 150. Chris Finch with the T-Wolves, plus 250. Joe Mazzulla with the Celtics, nine to one. Ty Lu for the Clippers, 15 to 1. Do you think uh, Oklahoma City's coach wins it here? Or do you think there is an outside chance that one of these other coaches can kind of sneak in?
1: This is a two, two-man race. Uh, it's between Mark Dagnott and, uh, and Chris Finch. Whichever team, mm-hmm. uh, the Thunder or the Wolves, finishes the top of the West, I think that team or that coach wins Coach of the Year. Chris Finch, the Wolves coach, Mark Dagnott, I don't know how to say that either. I think that's how you say it. Um, OKC's coach. Whichever they're they're tied for the top spot in the West right now. Whichever one is the top of the standings at the end of the season. I think uh the coach of the year award goes to that coach. Th- these teams are so similar. They've both been mm-hmm. kind of on the up and up <laughs> over the last couple seasons. You could see that they were close to breaking through. This is the year that they've both broken through. Uh maybe you give a, a slight nod. To Dagnott, because his offense is better than Minnesota's, like I just mentioned, OKC, a top five offense and defense, where Minnesota's defense is unbelievable. They lead the league in defense. Their offense is a little bit behind. So um, in that that sense, maybe a little disadvantage to Finch, but I still think this is just flat out, whichever team is the top of the West at the end of the season, that coach wins the award.
0: I think there are other ways to play this, because I do think that that is, you know, the logic and the reasoning. But if you look at the T-Wolves and the Thunder, like to win the West, which I know is the postseason, I believe you have to win the Western Conference. The Thunder are eight to one. The T-Wolves are plus 850. And even for regular season bets, you can bet on the Northeast or yeah, the Northwest division winner. The Thunder are plus 130, T-Wolves plus 175. And then of course the Nuggets are in there as well at plus 275. Do you think there's another bet that's maybe smarter? I know we're running out of time, but (sighs) you like any of these? Mm.
1: I kind of like Minnesota to win, win the West division. You're getting a little bit more value than OKC. That would be my only quick thought. I'll think about this. and We'll talk about it more later in the show.
0: Yeah. The T-whoops scare me though. They feel pretty inconsistent.